Hello, and welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. It is me, your host, Dr. Yuande. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about cultivating friendships in adulthood. It's going to be a good one. So stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. I can probably count the number of friends that I had on one hand, but I had a lot of cousins. In fact, my cousins were and are still some of my first friends and my best friends. And so I never really felt the need, to be honest, to go out seeking other friends because Every weekend, I was with my cousins. Even during the week, I was with my cousins. And we all grew up to be very, very close. Our parents were very intentional about that. And we all grew up to be very, very close. But of course, as a the quote says, this is a quote. I believe it's actually originally a Yoruba quote that says, 10 friends cannot play together on the same street for 10 years. And it goes the same with cousins. Cousins cannot play together on the same street decade after decade after decade. And all that quote is saying that we grow, we evolve, we move. Many of us move to different parts of the world. We grew up in Nigeria and we moved to different parts of the world. And of course, distance has a way, even with technology, but has a way of diminishing some of the bonds that proximity and memories and getting in trouble together and doing all of those childhood things together, all the bonds that those create, distance and time and all of that has a way of kind of dampening that a little bit. So what that meant for me was when I left Nigeria at the age of Well, I left Nigeria at the age of 14, moved to Canada at the age of 16. I still maintained my relationships with my cousins. I would go back to Nigeria to visit. But over time, as we grew, we went to university, we did our second degrees, we started to get married and have children. Those bonds over time were were not the best of friends kinds of bonds. We're still friends, very close. Many of us are still very close, but not the best of friends getting into trouble and going everywhere together like it was when we were growing up. What that meant for me, again, unlike my cousins who are off, some, some of them are very social. A lot of them stayed in Nigeria for a long time before they left. They're very social. They're very good at networking. 
But for me, because I had, I was spoiled, I didn't have to make friends. <laughs> I would go into environments feeling still that kind of arrogance of, well, I don't need friends. I have my cousins, you know, and I did not develop the skill of putting myself out there and going forward and meeting people intentionally to foster friendships. Of course, I would show up to social gatherings, but not with the intention of saying, okay, this is someone that I would like to meet up with, a, meet, meet up with again for the specific intent and purpose of developing a friendship. And I think many of us have hit that spot where we have either left our home countries if we're immigrants or we have moved because of marriage, because of work. We're starting to have kids and maybe our kids are different ages from our friends' children. And so the dynamic of what we knew as friendship has shifted And now we don't know what to do with ourselves because it's not like you're going into a new school and everyone's new and everyone is excited to meet new people. My daughter will be starting in grade one in September in just a few months. And this past weekend, we were at her new school. They had a family fun day and we got to meet some of the other parents and the other students. And we were like, oh, what is it going to be like for her on day one? making new friends. Um, And then again, yesterday we were at a birthday party and we just saw how she connected so well with some of the other kids. And kids have it so easy, right? They meet someone, they don't even have to know their name. (laughs) As long as, you know, we can play tag and work on this puzzle together or do this Play-Doh or this balloon game together, they're automatically friends. They don't have any troubles, right? But as adults, making friendships is very different. It's very different because we are more aware of hurt that can come from friendships. We may have gone through betrayal. We may have gone through people lying to us, people cheating us or cheating on us. Uh, We may have gone through people throwing us under the bus or people not showing up for us when we have shown up for them over and over again, right? We may have come to realize that not everybody who we thought was a friend shared the same fundamental values. And so our friend-making machinery (laughs) starts to become more selective about who we let in. For some of us, our guards are far higher, than others. We have our walls far higher, our walls up, our defenses up far higher, and the walls are far thicker than others based on our experiences, right? But the truth is that friendships outside of your colleagues at work, outside of your spouse, outside of perhaps the people that you volunteer with, deep, meaningful female friendships I'm talking about. So your girlfriends, right? The people that you know that you can call when you are dealing with 
issues that are very unique to being a woman, unique to being a mother, unique to being a wife, because let's be honest, we have things that we go through that are not the same as what a general population would go through. Although we all have our individual journeys, there are a lot of similarities and a lot of overlap that you know that, okay, if I call another mom, she gets it. She understands it. If I call another mom who lives in Canada versus a mom who lives in Nigeria, she understands what I say when I am worried about my child um, and her ability to fit into her classroom. Maybe she's the only one who has braids or she's the only one with a name with several letters and consonants in it, right? And you call someone else and you're talking about that struggle, Having someone who you can talk to on that level is so important. Now more than ever, we are going through a time when people feel the loneliest, which is very ironic because you would think that with technology, we are we would be feel more connected. We only have the illusion of connectedness. We don't have real connection. So if you're in that state where you are craving female friendships and companionship and that relationship that comes with that, I'm going to offer you some suggestions on what you can do to navigate the space, things that I have found to be helpful and that have worked for me that I've led to some of my bestest, bestest friends that I've met even in my adulthood. So the first is that like attracts like. And so what I mean is that having a friend who can introduce you to someone, say you've moved to a different country or you've moved to a different city or a different province, having a friend say, hey, you know what, I know someone in that city that you're going to that I can connect you with and they're a friend of mine. I know them. I love them. I trust them. And I think that you two will hit it off. That has been the consistent way that I have made my friends. A friend calling up and say, hey, you're going to McMaster? Okay, I know someone at McMaster. I'll give you her number and you guys can meet up and take it from there. Then several years later, that friend from McMaster is like, Yoande, you're in Winnipeg. I know someone who is coming to Winnipeg. I might need help navigating the system. Here's her number. I'm sure she will appreciate a chat. And then I then meet up with that person and that person that introduces me to one of her friends. And it just becomes this network of people who are alike and just, you know, become close friends. And it's just so beautiful how that happens. Have you ever had the experience where you have introduced your friend to someone else and they became closer than you were with that friend? That has happened so many times to me. And that's it. If you are able to connect with someone who has been introduced to you by a friend, chances are that like will attract like and you'll be able to become friends with that person too. So that's my first suggestion. My second suggestion is to put yourself out there first. And I know it's a big risk that many of us are not necessarily willing to take right off the bat. But the truth is that unless you are willing to take a little bit of a risk, you will never know the value or how deep that friendship can go. An example is just simply calling someone up and being vulnerable. Maybe you're having a hard day. 
maybe you are going through challenges and you call that person up and say, hey, you know, I'm having a really bad day. I know that this is something that you are really good at navigating. I've watched you do this several times, say, with maybe a parent. Maybe you have an aging parent and you're having a challenge navigating what it looks like to show up as the daughter of an aging parent. And you call up one of your friends who you've watched and you say, hey, you know what? I've watched you navigate your relationship with your aging parents. This is new territory for me and I'm scared. I don't really know what to do and I'm confused. I'm nervous. Do you have any suggestions on how to navigate this? The truth is that most people who I believe you want to be friends with are happy to help. They're happy to help. They're kind people. They're compassionate people. They're helpful people. And I agree, it is a bit of a risk. And you do have to use your discernment and your judgment in deciding who the right person is to call up in these kinds of situations. You also want to balance it out. You don't want to be that friend who's always calling and complaining and whining and always like draining people because people are going through their own stuff too. So you really want to be you really want to use your discernment as to, first of all, who it is that you are calling up and second of all, how much you are downloading on them and how you are using them as a resource so that you're not draining them. And then you watch, you observe their response. If they are apprehensive, if they're cold, if they're guarded, then you have to watch that and then pull back, right? But if they open up the door you reach out a hand and they grab it willingly and draw you in, then take it. Take it and run with it. And of course, reciprocate. Of course, reciprocate. So as you open up to them, you take that first step to open up to them. The next thing is to reciprocate, right? Reciprocate. You don't have to necessarily even wait for them to call you up to ask if you have time to help them. If you have the capacity to help them, show up for them too, just as they have shown up for you. Friendships are about give and take. Friendships are about giving love and receiving love. Friendships are about sacrifice and vulnerability and then being the strength for someone else who's being vulnerable. The truth is that as much fun as it is to have people to hang out with in good times, to go on trips with, to go to the cottage with, to go to the amusement park and your kids are all having a good time. As much as that is a big part of bonding when it comes to friendships, it's interesting to note that studies have shown that friendships actually evolve through adversity, through trials, through challenges. And so... All that to say that friendships, just like any other relationship, has to be cultivated just like a garden. There has to be thoughtfulness. There has to be intentionality. It has to be purposeful. There will be challenges, but those challenges actually can make the relationship more beautiful. It's like a weed, weeds growing in a garden. When you take them out, when you prune the garden, things actually end up looking more beautiful after. And just like a garden, there has to be intentionality, there has to be care, there has to be investment of time, of emotions, of effort, especially in this stage, not like 
when we were kids, like I said before, where things were more free and more natural, we have life experience now. And so it takes more time, it takes more effort, it takes more of an investment. And so if you're in a season where maybe you just moved to a new location and you are really desiring a circle of friends, just know that it takes time. There's no guarantee that you won't get hurt, but there's no way you can make these relationships if you don't put yourself out there. All right. Well, I really hope that this podcast today you found useful, you have found helpful, and I really wish you all the best if once again you are on this journey of finding and cultivating new friendships. Until next time, remember I am here always advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuandi, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.